0: Good. all right mike welcome back to another one
1: hello rory how you yeah, getting on
0: yeah good so i thought this one educational podcast obviously come out on wednesday and um, on friday this friday uh, just before the uh, nfp is released thought we we're going to cover you know how to trade the nfp how to trade the non-farm payrolls i mean yeah. a lot a lot of people um like to get involved in this a lot of retail traders especially like to get involved in this move so i thought no better way to cover it than a few days before it comes out let's see what it is how to trade 100%. it What's the best way is you know, just advise anybody this isn't the way that you should be trading on Friday. This is just more of a generic talk of how it's generally traded as such, rather than this is how you should do it this Friday coming, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, one of the things you know, we're also getting with a lot of listeners, and some of them are probably going to be asking, you know, what is NFP? That some of them might be only trading for a few weeks and they've they've heard of NFP, but basically, you know, it's uh, NFP stands for the non farm payrolls, and it's pretty much the jobs report, and it's uh, released by the pure labor statistics i believe and it's just part of the esr which is the employment situation report basically gives a sort of like a headline non-farm payrolls number or the nfp and for Mm -hmm. those of you who can guess nfp stands for non (laughs) nfp is non-farm payrolls which is non-farm workers so basically looking at everybody who's on the employment register but not counting um seasonal workers like farm workers etc so that's pretty much what they look at and they like to see how many people are getting added to that register every week and obviously the more people getting added, the stronger the economy. The less people getting added, typically the weaker the economy coming in. Yeah,
1: absolutely. Yeah. It's 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 a good indication in terms of you know economic strength. And they're super relative at the moment. Obviously, as you said, it's first Friday of every month. So, you know, this is something that happens on a monthly basis and something that, you know, big institutions pay a lot of, you know, interest to. Um Obviously, you know, there's a lot of different metrics out there to measure, the, you know, unemployment, employment strength for the economy. But NFP is right up there with, you know, the likes of the unemployment rate and so on and so forth. So in terms of importance, it's a big figure.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I mean, one of the things, you know, we, we always talk about, Mike, is, is leading indicators. You know, we're always saying that there's, there's always a leading indicator for the leading indicator. And people always yeah. say that NFP is a big leading indicator. But there's actually a leading indicator for the NFP. You know, and typically that can be things like um, the initial and continuum jobless claims, because we see that coming out four times in the previous month. And then we yep. see it coming out on the Thursday before the NFP. So we actually get five readings of initial and continuum jobless claims. Then we get the NFP for the previous month. You know, so that can be a huge, huge hit to people and a, few, a huge like um, indication of what the NFP could actually be.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: You know, and it's not even just that, there's other data releases, you know, you see the things like the SAP Global PMI. It looks at employment reports as well, you yep. even look at the EDP Research Institute, and um, different things like that. And that can really help people, you know, shape their expectations um of what the NFP is going to do. Just turning our focus to this month and um, before we get into talking about how to really treat it. Um, obviously last month we have seen it coming out at 339. The expected was 190. Um, uh-huh. that was for June or so that was for May, and then for april uh, it actually came out at 253 and the consensus was 180. so huge huge um differences there between the consensus and the actual this month the consensus is up uh 225. So what's the actual going to be? Is it maybe going to go up to 400 now or is it maybe going yeah. to start to slow down? That's something you know we've talked a bit about it in the market podcast. So I think we'll just um leave it there. Anybody wants to hear us sort of mention about NFP, what our expectations are for Friday. We've, we've kind of already covered that in the market podcast that came out on Monday. So one of the things to really note is what's the, how to trade a positive ex- announcement versus maybe a negative announcement. You know, yeah, and it's too- so
1: important to understand, right? It's yeah. just like it's so important, and I'll I'll quickly go through. You know, what a positive one could could mean, Rory, like a an upbeat one is basically saying that the economy is stronger than you know possibly expected. So again, Rory, as you said, you reflecting on the last two months' readings. You know, they were uh, overbeat, and you know, typically, what you would expect is a strong U.S. dollar. And you'd expect, you know, equity to do well on the whole, uh, on, on the back of it. You just typically expect bonds to then underperform in that climate, obviously, a bit different when we're in high inflationary environments with interest rates moving forwards. And I think that's very important to understand. Uh, let's interpret uh, you know, a, a positive announcement or an overshoot in terms of the current climate. So, what an overshoot would typically sort of you know, dictate moving forward is um you know the fed needing to do more in terms of the rate height cycle yeah. you know they're trying to cool inflation if you know the uh the nfp comes out stronger than expected you know that's typically not a good sign because it's like right well the economy's still strong jobs are still being added we need that to contract is mm-hmm. you know the, the the simplicity of it so you know, you can kind of then expect strong NFPs to be followed by actions then taken by the feds, in, you know, their next meeting and, you know, rate height cycle to ultimately continue. So, you know, that's how, you know, you kind of look at it in, you know, the current climate when, you know, it overshoots.
0: Yeah. And, you know, we I think as well, just before I go on looking, you know, talking a bit about what happens if it's a negative, I think what we do have to mention is that, you know, this is all in theory. And this is yeah. looking at NFP in absolute terms because a lot of the times, you know, during COVID there, especially things were quite kind of on their head. Mike weren't there. Remember good news was bad news and bad news was actually good news. you, yeah. you th- Things were somewhat inverted. I think now the playing field is now starting to level out again. Good news is now starting to be good news and, and bad news, obviously starting to be bad news. And I mean, you know, if we look at a negative announcement, so we're expecting um 225 on Friday. If we see, for example, 180 on Friday, so that's a lot lower than expected. Well, what could we expect from that? Well, we could expect, you know, equities uh, to come under pressure. So stocks, S&P, Nasdaq, et cetera, are probably going to fall. Could see a bit of a rally in terms of fixed income. USD is probably going to drop from there. And then energy is probably going to be a bit lower as well. So we could start to see like oil and and um oil, crude, gas, probably move that bit lower. They could be down maybe nearly 1%. Industrial metals as well could potentially also drop off the back of that too. We also then do have to look at other factors as well, Mike. As you know, um, just looking at what the current uh, environment is, you know, if the Fed are still coming out with hawkish statements, uh, a lower the NFP number might actually change the dollar performance. Dollar may still just be going on a rally if the Fed are continuing on this hawkish um, interest rate cycle. Yeah. So, so it mightn't change that. And that's why you have to be very nimble when it comes to these sort of numbers. You have to be very flexible. You have to know, well, you know, dollar's nearly on its own path. Don't worry about what an does because somebody else has taken care of it. But then you have to also look at the other side of it as well, saying, well, it could overshadow that. And it could mean that the, the Fed may now turn dovish. So as we said, this is all just from a theory perspective. I'm not really looking at what's exactly going to happen, you know, on Friday. But,
1: yeah, of course, hundred percent. But and I do. It's think... just an interesting one as well. Where we just add in there. It's just like you raise a good point about being nimble. It's very important because it's all about markets perception. Mm-hmm. Okay, so obviously, you know, if we overshoot, well, by how much? Mm-hmm. You know, and if we undershoot, by how much? Yeah. If we're largely in line, you know, we, 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 there's five. 5k jobs either way well you know that's kind of in line you know yeah and you would expect the typical market reaction to then unfold you know or relatively flat if if, if it's in line with consensus but you know it's when we start seeing strong strong over overshoots that markets can interpret it in different ways so it's very um, important to be able to interpret you know mm-hmm. the print and you know, ultimately, you sort of feed that back into you know your own trading activity, right?
0: Yeah, and just you know, as you were, as you were touching on that as well, looking back, you know, this month obviously we don't really we're not really in the middle of earnings season yet; It hasn't kicked off. So NFP coming out, uh, how it's going to affect stocks is probably going to affect it um quite overshadowingly. I mean, there's not going to really be too much catalysts out there that are going to affect the equity markets on Friday, so this is yeah. going to be one of them. But let's fast forward into you know, the first of um next month and they're looking at the first of August when we're heavy, deep, knee deep into earnings, NFP is not going to touch uh, a lot of stocks. Sure. They're for not sure. going to carpet that. Companies are going to be reporting earnings. It's going to be a huge year for, you know, a huge quarter for them reporting. A lot of people want to see exactly what they've done in the first half of the year. So people aren't going to be too concerned about what NFPs are doing. There's going to be a lot more catalysts. And that's we that's what I was sort of talking about earlier, having to weigh up. Well, is dollar now on its own path? Next month equities are going to be on their own path and things like that. So you always have to look at the other factors that are surrounding it. When we had COVID, yeah. when we had COVID, um, you know, we seen an NFP, I think, was it like up by a million at one stage simply because of what so happened in, in COVID? But those numbers do you know, don't really matter. NFPs were up like i don't know it was something stupid like a thousand percent or what? something in a week or in a month yeah. sorry because of the yeah, difference yeah. so you have to look at the factors what's really moving it because the market's not stupid you know at the end of the day of course of course you know um i think just before we end this one what's your guesses and um, for friday i think that's the nugget that everybody's going to want what's your guess for friday obviously two two...
1: Five is market right that's consensus yep. i reckon 260
0: yeah I, I i'm i'm gonna say 245 250 yeah, yeah. At least a good 10 percent above I think anyway 10 100 yeah, it's
1: going to be a sizable beat um I don't see any back in the trend of you know obviously as you mentioned beforehand with regards to you know the last two prints I think we're going to be pretty much the same so I'm expecting the sizable beat to the upside
0: yeah and you know what I'm expecting from it you know obviously it's going to be slightly different from what we've actually just talked about here but what I'm expecting from it if we do see a sizable beat I'm actually kind of expecting equities to cool off a bit I'm expecting them to start to think, well, there's actually going to be more rate hikes inbound here. We're going to see the Fed yeah. coming out because we do have FOMC minutes out this week as well. Yeah, you know, that's, that's yeah. another one. Yeah, obviously, yeah, we've, re- we, we've recorded this before the release of Wednesday, FOMC minutes are out this uh, this week. So definitely going to see exactly how they're coming out and how hawkish uh, the Fed could be. Yeah,
1: well so, said. And obviously, yeah. I expect probably a bit of dollar strength on the back of it as well. So. Yeah,
0: exactly. All right, mate, I think that was a good one. Um, Obviously, if anybody wants to learn a bit more about NFPs, things like that, see our opinions or whatever it might be, head over to the app. Uh, great place to learn, great place to just hang out with everybody else and find out what everybody else's opinion.
1: Yeah, head on yeah. over to the app, that's it.
0: Yeah, nice one, mate. Cheers. See you in the next one.
1: Cheers, Ray. Bye. All right. bye